Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Lost Isle Podcast. So, today, um, I'm just going to do this one solo, because it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since I actually uh, took some time to uh, just, I guess, vent. <laughs> not, not really vent. I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read something off. Um, I always have. Always need. It's not that I need to. It's just that I don't. I want to have a a concise story or question or line of thinking whenever I do a solo uh, episode uh, because I feel like I can. I can. Uh, you ever see that meme? It's off of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he has just like this this huge like poster board, and he has like you know the the yarn strings all over the place. He's just like looking at it, and he's like uh, when you're trying to pull things together. I I am very much like that. I will always go in and and try to string and not try because I really do think that a lot of things are connected. That when you see a problem, you you can address the problem directly, but the real answers are deeper. And so you have to go into these rabbit holes to really figure out, like, this is why this is the way it is. And then this is why you think this way. This is why you're feeling this way. When on surface level, you're just like, well, the world is just, you know, horrible and it sucks. When in, in truth, it's not. Yeah, well, it, I mean, the world does have a lot of suffering in it, but that's 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 obvious. We know that from the get-go. But the issues that are underly- underlying, as far as your perception, are very, very like it's very difficult and it's multifaceted and it's nuanced and it's connected to a lot of different things onto why it's been so difficult. But anyway, that's. Like I'm doing it already, so <laughs> you see. So um, if I'm if I don't have a uh, a guest on, it's very difficult for me to just come on and and be able to follow a linear line of thinking. So I'm going to address one specific topic today, and there is a guy named Nathan who reached out and uh, basically uh, is looking for some advice. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it off and then I'll try to break it down and then give my own, um, idea of what, or I guess, yeah, give my own advice. This is what I think that is the best, uh, best course of action. I don't know how old this guy is. Um, I'm assuming he's relatively young because he seems like he's pretty much, uh, in his younger years, but we'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it off and then we'll, uh, we'll break it down together. So, he starts off saying he's looking for advice, opinions, etc., on what I should actively pursue and dedicate myself to. There are only really two things that greatly interest me, music and astrophysics slash cosmology. I've loved music my entire life, always with the thoughts of making it big, in quotations. But uh, a few years ago, I started getting into astrophysics and cosmo- cosmology and the likes. And I found out I'm really interested in them. Now I don't know what to choose. When it comes to music, it's not all just practicing constantly and honing your skills. There's a matter of luck too. 
and just in here, I would say just, but anyway, I'll go, I'll finish it. When it comes to other paths, well, I'm no Einstein and I didn't even finish high school. So I honestly doubt I'd make it through some highly prestigious university. I know most say do what makes you happy. Well, both do, but I don't want to just do what makes me happy. I want to make something of myself too. And I'm going to do so. Well, I figure I should dedicate 100% of myself to that one thing. So that's pretty much it. Thanks for reading. So, oh, goodness. That, I mean, that, I like the way that this guy broke it down. He kind of broke it down into, if, if you're reading it, he, he really did have his thoughts. He broke it down into specific paragraphs so the guy knows how to write already and I, I i love writers i love people that are able to to write down and really you know uh show their thoughts to where people can really understand and art and it's 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 articulate so when it comes to let's see when it comes to trying to figure out the difference between one interest and another that you have two equal, at least maybe one day you're more into music and another day you're more into cause cosmology and astrophysics. Um, I feel that I really do feel that because I am, I have also recently gotten into astrophysics and how it ties to, um, truth because, you know, I've been trying to seek after truth as much as possible and looking at why I believe what I believe and to try to find any inconsistencies or just unanswered questions. If there's a direct contradiction to what I believe, then I want to know. And I have to look into astrophysics and it's, it's highly interesting. It is extremely interesting. I understand the concepts, but to go into the science of it, that is insane. Like looking at how they actually go into the, the depths of what it takes to be able to comprehend it and then present it scientifically is an entirely different story. Being able to understand the concepts and then be able to actually measure it is, wow, I, I don't have the, like, like he said, he's no Einstein. I'm not an Einstein either, but I can understand it because when it's presented to the populace, we can, it's put into a way that we can understand at our at a basic level. So being completely understanding of that. Now, when it comes to music and I'm not discouraging, I want to make sure that I'm, 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 uh, that uh, I'm not seeming like I'm trying to discourage this person from pursuing either one. I'm just kind of presenting the broader picture of these two things, because I've been really interested in both of these things. And like, oh man, I want to know more about how they actually measure these things. And when it comes to music, I've been in two bands. One of them didn't make it. And one of them was like a youth band in high school, in, in like high school youth church. And I scream uh, a Christmas song and that, uh, for a youth band at church. And that did not go well. But the scream was on point from everyone who was telling me that, uh, that was back when like Christian rock was a big deal, you know, under oath and all that stuff. Anyway, that's besides the point. I love music too. 
and not just screamo. I like a lot of different genres, but that was where I was at at that point in time. And it was really, really fun. And I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I can do this. I can make it big. I have a musical sense and I can really do it. But here's the deal. I'd never devoted myself to anything that I was really passionate about. I just kept saying, this is what I think is interesting and this is what I want to do. And then I kept saying that over and over and over again while I'm still just going through the motions. I'm still working at a restaurant for years, since I was 16 till I was 20, I was uh, 22, I was working at restaurants. And this was like, after I graduated high school, and this guy says he has he didn't even finish high school. So I'm just I'm just trying to put it from my perspective because this is all going to come from my perspective, obviously. So I was just saying that I liked to do I wanted to do these things and that and hoping for it to just land in my lap. A lot of us are they we all expect because we've watched movies, we've read books. Um, coming of age stories where the opportunity just gets thrown at you as if you don't even have a choice. Like if you're, le- if you're reading any kind of fantasy coming of age story, cause that's where I, that's the genre that I usually adhere to cause it's, it's highly archetypical or, or archetypal, but the, their parents die or they just inherit some kind of power. They manifest a power and then that power happened to be a part of a prophecy. And even though that there was kind of, they've always had uh, an ideal of grandeur and something that they wanted to be something more than that they were. And then it just gets, it just happens. It just gets, it gets thrown into their face. And I thought to myself, not too long ago, it was probably like a couple of years ago, I said, why can't I have something like that? And not to get theological or anything like that, or spiritual on you guys, but I'm going to have to. Because I believe it was a it was a spiritual enlightenment that happened. But I felt like God or any form of God that, that you would perceive spoke to me right whenever I thought that. It said, because you have to have a choice or else you wouldn't really devote yourself to it. Because if it just gets thrown at you, you'll deny it. In these stories, you see that it's like they don't have a choice. They either do it or they die. And the world dies. Right? It's ultimatum tactic. Well, not tactic, but it's, it's, it's set in an ultimative way. So you either do this, save the world, save the girls, save the princess, save the kingdom, or you die and everybody else dies. So that's not really a choice. But I was like, I, what if I, sometimes I'd feel like I, I don't want a choice because that's too much pressure for me to figure out what I'm supposed to do. What's my purpose? Well, you have interests. You're pursuing those interests in a sense. You're developing your interests. You're developing your passions. So you're already on step one. So the next step would be to pick your passions into what you want to pursue with those, right? 
So I really, really like astrophysics. Now, I personally don't think that you have to choose one or the other. I think that you're, you're highly discrediting yourself and your brain and your soul to sit there and say that, well, I can only choose one because it would be too difficult to do both. All right, fair enough. It is difficult for most people to do both. It's highly difficult for, for people to focus on one thing and, or, or multiple things and to pursue those in their entirety, everything that you need to do. But I think it's really discrediting yourself as a, as a human being just because you didn't finish high school. The, this, the Nathan here, didn't, he didn't finish high school. So the first step, I would say, is to get your GED or whatever it takes to finish high school. All right? But here's another thing. And this is something that my twin brother told me. Back when I told him that, I, I mean, I was super huge into video games. I was super. I was the biggest. I wanted to be a pro gamer. Like, uh, that was me. Because I, I, that's all I ever watched was these pro gamers streaming. And me thinking, man, I could, I could do that. I just need to get good enough. But, like, I. I want to be a pro gamer, so all I have to do is just devote myself. But I, I was working, so it wasn't like I, I had a full ride. I wasn't living at home, and my parents weren't buying me food. I, I started way late. I was like 23, you know? But I was like, I really want to do that. And, um, and I'm not that bad at the game so far. And if I devoted myself into looking into the nuances of the game and started focusing on the math, then maybe I could get get really, really good at the game to where I could be competitive with the people at the higher level. So, and I loved talking. I loved talking with people. And so my brother told me, he said, if that's what you want to do, then do it now instead of wait for it to fall into your hands. It's like no one's scouting for you. You have to put yourself, you have to make yourself valuable if you want to be valuable. If you want to live a meaningful life, if you want to live a purposeful life, you have to make yourself purposeful and valuable. So he encouraged me to start streaming. He said, well, if you're growing and you're trying to get better at the game, then maybe having an audience that wants to see your growth would help you know, push you forward. And so he, um, I started doing that. So I started looking into how to stream. I looked into all these different, you know, emotes and good web cameras, good microphones and, and, um, uh, building a PC because I wanted to have something that something more than just the laptop that I had. And I did it. I pursued it and I streamed whenever I was in the States. I streamed for a little while. It was, uh, it was called, um, I think it was called Lost Owl. Yeah, I think it was called Lost Owl uh, on Twitch. Or it was either that or Fallen Owl. I can't remember. I think it started with... Uh, I had a different name in the beginning. But anyway, that's besides the point. I pursued it. And I was continually pursuing it. And I pursued it all the way up until I got um, PCS'd over here. And there was certain things that I couldn't control. But by the time that I got here, um, I just... There wasn't there wasn't really a desire anymore for me to be a 
pro gamer because I just didn't really see it as something that would really give my life meaning. Because as you, as I've grown older, I was like, this is, this isn't really something sustainable for me as far as purpose. And I didn't feel like that was something that I, I would uh, stick with that it was it was fun and it was great for a season and I learned a lot by pursuing something and actually looking into something um, and dedicating myself to growing in and I really I don't regret any of it I thought it was awesome but it wasn't really something that I felt was sustainable and lasting that that was my end all be all you know what I mean so when it comes to music when I first got to this base and in Japan uh, the music scene's not it's actually a lot I didn't even expect that but a lot of people they start learning instruments out here because it's not really like a big party scene it's more relaxed like I'm up in in Misawa, Japan, which is more of like the mountains. It's, you know, snowy about five months out of the year. And yeah, you can do a lot of cool things like snowboarding. And there's a lot of different recreational things that you can pursue. But a lot of people, they start learning how to play instruments out here or people that have played a lot. They come out here and it's such, it's, we're so close because the people that uh, come from the States, they speak, you know, they speak English, obviously. And the people that live in Japan, they speak pretty, pretty good English, but it's more broken than anything. And they don't understand like the nuances because we have so much slang because language has shifted in, uh, in the States or just in the West in general. So there's a lot of things that we'll say that they don't really completely understand. Um, so it, we're just kind of closer. We're kind of pushed into each other so people will start bands out here a lot so the music scene out here the bars that are close and you know the different venues that are right outside the base the they encourage it they said yeah bring we have spots for you so come and uh set your band up and just play music so there's a lot of cover bands out here so i tried to do that i was like i, I mean i loved because karaoke is huge out here so i went out I, i'd go to karaoke and i'd try a bunch of songs out and I learned my range and I started looking into that I started looking into so what is my what is uh, as far as vocally what what is everything that I don't know already about vocals and where do I sit and how do I um you know if I could write lyrics if I could write music and maybe I could create an, an original band and hold on to that so whenever I moved somewhere else I could say hey this is the this is everything that I came from maybe we can keep it going in a new place and eventually make my own band and try to make it big and so I started looking into all those things and I tried a couple um, bands one of them was tried they tried to be an original band and that's when it just it hit me like a like a brick wall like you thought that you were just going to be able to write and and sing and it would just be completely natural to you <laughs> it's like no <laughs> it's a 
it's a lot more difficult to be a, a singer songwriter than I perceived. And I end up having a lot more respect for those types of people that are able to write and have the melody and the chorus and the verses and the bridges all in their mind and in their head and in their soul while they're writing. And it is very difficult. I love music, but I just did not have, and I didn't have the talent for it. And it wasn't that I couldn't eventually be competent in it if I decided that that was meaningful and that is what I wanted to pursue. But in hindsight to everything else that I really cared about, it wasn't. Because what I actually genuinely care about is talking with people. And it sounds bad, but questioning people or or it's the be the better way of putting it is having people question themselves. Why? Why why do I think this way? Why do I believe what I believe? That that that's meaningful to me because that shows like growth to me is if you're not able to ask yourself the questions of why do I think the way that I think? Why do I want what I think that I want? Or why do I want that, that I genuinely want? And when you figure that out, it gives you more clarity. So that's, that's something that I really wanted to pursue. So now I'm going to school for counseling and I don't know where that's going to lead, but it's exciting to me because I don't see that ever being something that I would never be passionate in. And that's where I've kind of came to my, I guess, fruition like my, the, the real purpose and meaning that's something that I deem is meaningful and valuable and useful, not just to me, but to other people. And that's what, that's what has meaning for me. So as far as Nathan here, I think another thing that I wanted to, to talk about is that you can do both because I have to devote the majority of my life to the career that I'm in right now. I recently promoted to where I'm in a leadership role. So I'm not necessarily stepping down from the day-to-day -day tasks and the technical roles. Um, but I'm also what I'm really focused on is, is bringing up people that are new to the job and, and the, the military and showing them the ropes and m helping them become a competent and confident in the career that they have been given or they chose. And to show them that you can take pride in anything that you're given and whether some people will learn quicker, some people will just have that's this their affinity and other people don't have that affinity, but you can still be good at it. You could be just as good as the other person. It's just levels of, it's how fast you can get there and you shouldn't look down on yourself. Cause I have a, a troop now that's, that he just feels like sometimes he feels incompetent because it's these other, these other people that come in, they're just, they get it. Some of the stuff in two weeks that takes him two months. And I'm like, listen, man, I was there. Like, I know I don't have an affinity for the kind of job that I'm in. I never have. I've always struggled with it. And 
part of that is because I just didn't really find it meaningful or valuable and it wasn't a passion. But there's, it's like I always, always came to this thought process whenever I was thinking about it, when I finally came to the conclusion that I should devote myself to that. That it's kind of like mowing the grass. And I know that sounds bad, but it's no one really, in, unless some people that are just like crazy, no one, no one genuinely loves mowing the grass. But the, the process that it, it takes, they're just not passionate about mowing in the grass. But after you mow the grass, you look at the yard and you have this sense of uh, pride. You're like, well, that was, this looks great. I did this. You know, it's like a satisfaction. You can take pride in anything that you put your hand to. And it's like me, I'm not mechanical at all. And um, I leveled and hung up a lot of pictures in my house and paintings. And it was god awful. <laughs> like, I, ha- I, like, I have way too many holes that I'm hiding with all of these uh, these pit- these paintings um, that I just missed the mark, and I had to retrace and use some coal uh, chalk and line it up. And I finally got it right. And I looked at it, and I was like, "This just looks so good." And I did that. It's like, it was so little, but to me, it was just, it was crazy. I just thought, I was like, man, I'm, I'm not as incompetent as I assumed I was. So anyway, what I would say as, uh, to Nathan is that for one, don't stress yourself out too much thinking that you have to figure it out right now. Like you have to. If you don't start now, then you never make it. I don't think that that's a, that's a good mentality to have because then you just, you stress yourself out way too much trying to, you know, find your lane, I guess you would say, and, and stay in it. You don't need to just pick one, but what you do need to do is do as much research. Well, not as much. I'm, I'm talking like devote yourself to those things. If you're in a position to where any off time that you have outside of a job or outside of whatever obligations that you have, don't go out to bars and start drinking and partying and playing video games and stuff that's like, that's not helping you pursue or move forward in your life. I'm not saying that video games are bad. I don't have anything against video games. Believe me, I love, I like playing as much as games as much as the next guy, but in in this past year, I haven't played nearly as much as I used to just because I found something that I felt is very meaningful. And if I'm not pursuing that and if I'm not, if I'm not researching more into it, then I feel like I'm letting myself down. So if it's genuinely something that you find extremely interesting and it is a passion that you're willing to pursue that means you have an obligation to pursue it and that means you need to be focused on learning everything you can possibly learn about it at the place that you're at like we have 
the entire world at our fingertips. We have the internet. So you can go through, you can watch as many videos as you possibly can watch. You can read actual articles. You can read case studies. You can read scientific works that are um, about, you know, astrophysics. You can read how certain musicians came to prominence, what motivated them, what their musical ear was for. You can learn about the different, you can just learn everything. Like the, what, what are the, what are the chords that make up an actually good cohesive? Because music is like a story and like you, that's why there is an, a baseline or a musical structure. There's a song structure. So if you love music, then you, if you listen to it as instead, not, not, yes, you can take pleasure in listening to music, but if you're listening to it as if you want to try to understand it, then you'll be able to see the structure that it, um, that it entails. So you'll like, for instance, for the majority of music, you'll have an intro and then you'll have a verse and then you'll have a bridge into a chorus and then you'll have the bridge back into another verse and then you'll have a segue from the verse into the chorus and then into another bridge and then into another outro or not another outro but an outro so that's like basic song structure so if you didn't know that already then that's the that's where you should start what's what's the bottom line what makes music so awesome why is it so meaningful to a lot of people why does it affect people learn from the bottom up everything that you could possibly learn and then after you have your high school taken care of then you can start if you ever went to college if you ever managed to get a scholarship or you ever decided you wanted to just pay for it you'll have so much confidence in yourself because of the competence that you've already established by the knowledge that you've already been that you've pursued that college will just be a breeze. Like when you start majoring in those things, it'll be a breeze and it won't, you won't even like everyone will be coming to you for answers. And that's just think that that's, that's, that's what you need to do is there. You don't wait until you have to go to a class to learn it um, at its basic level. You should be pursuing it. If that's your major, if that's what you want to do, and you can do both. You can. You just have to be structured. You have to really set aside your time. Look at it. You got to budget your time just like you have to budget your money. If you just spend frivolously and you don't really care, then you're not going to be able to uh, gain finance. You're just going to stay stagnant or you're going to become bankrupt. So think of that as far as financial, the same way as pursuing your life and your passions. If you don't budget your time, then your time will be so wasted. If you need to structure it, you need a structure, you need a schedule and you start small. And this is something that I've been, uh, was talking to somebody recently about that. They, this guy called me up and he was like, yeah, there's just a lot of things that um, I'm trying to do, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to diet, I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to get all this stuff, I'm trying to get my life together pretty much, is what he's saying, is I'm just, I'm trying to 
you know, move forward because I feel like I'm just kind of not, not doing anything. I'm just wasting my life away and living life as if it's in a broken record and just kind of going with the flow, which was a big 60s and 70s ideology. It's just like, you just got to go with the flow, man. You know, just life is going to come at you. You just got to kind of roll with it. Um, I get that. I get that to an extent. I get being able, like something gets thrown at you and you being able to adapt to that situation or whatever it is, a changing of seasons, things like that, like being adaptive, being malleable to an extent. But I don't agree with having that kind of ideology for every aspect of your life. There's a balance. You need order in the midst of chaos and living your life extremely explicitly in chaos, then you'll just be living in anarchy. And that's why people, a lot of, a lot of people idealize the Joker because he's just like, I don't care about the system. I'm just going to destroy it and kill anybody. I don't know. Like, I don't know that, that I just see like a lot of people don't really care about themselves as much as they do about their pets or other people you'll go to bat you'll you'll do anything for somebody that you love like you'll die for somebody that you love but we're so quick to be like i don't care if i live or die so is it really that meaningful that you would give your life for somebody that you actually care about when you don't even care about yourself so where's the real sacrifice that's just something I've been thinking about. So what you need to do to make your life valuable to you and towards other people and really leave your mark on the world, if that's what you're pursuing, if you don't really care about what people perceive you as, that's fine. I understand that because um, you, you have to do what is meaningful and valuable to you. But say you have a family and you want your kids to look up to you. You know, you want the best for your kids. You want them to be better than you. So you have a responsibility to be the best person that you could possibly be. How are you going to be the best person? What do you want your kids to be? You want them to pursue what they want to pursue. And you want them to succeed in whatever they're pursuing, right? Why won't you do the same thing for you? If you want them to be better than you, then you set that bar hella high. By doing what you would expect them to do. And if you don't have kids and you're listening to the podcast, then just think of it as if you did. If you had a child, or you ever looked at like a sibling or something like that, or like a sibling or maybe a cousin or anybody that you know that's younger than you, and you're just like, dude, when I was your age, man, I was an idiot. You're doing really good. Or when I was your age, I was a little bit more you know, I was thinking a little bit higher than you are right now. Like, uh, my sky's the limit kind of thought process. So get, get your shit together. (laughs) I don't know. Like, but you, you want, you want to care about yourself. Need to, it's not even you want to, because you probably don't, but a lot of people don't right now because they don't understand the value that they have because no one really understands the influence that they have on other people. 
and it's it's crazy guys if you really look at it you are an influence to so many people without your knowledge that you it will blow your mind how many people are looking at you and i mean that sounds scary no one's stalking you so relax i'm just saying well some of you they might be but <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is people are, are people care about you and people are are watching you to see what you do because they like you or they look up to you they just never told you so you don't know how far you're going or what you're doing in your life if when you're selling yourself short it's hurting the people that are watching you and when you're thinking my life has no meaning you're you're basically telling the other person the other people that are watching you that you're wasting your time looking at me and expecting something more than nothing and to me that's just sad I know this is kind of going off the rails but I can't help it like I said everything is connected and you have to value yourself and really think I've been given this life I don't know by what it could just be all coincidence right which I don't buy it like I don't buy that argument at all but this could all just be coincidence okay that doesn't mean that your life isn't meaningful or that it doesn't have value so what you should probably do is look at what can I do and be the best that I can be in the life that I have been gifted because I'm here so what can I do with it if you start looking existentially and you're like well nothing matters life has no meaning and you know we're all just dust in the wind okay so what can you do right now to make your life meaningful or at least worth it instead of just wanting to just looking at the clock and waiting for it to you know counting down like the, that's not like you wasted you're wasting it don't waste it it's 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 not simple and i'm not going to say i'm not going to sit here and be like oh it's just as simple as that don't waste it because everyone has their own trials everyone has their own tribulations everyone's going through something different and everyone you're either struggling now or you struggled before and you're letting what's what what had you're letting what happened to you before hold you back from where you're going or where you're going where you're at right now is beating you down into the dirt so are you going to stay in the dirt or, or are you gonna are you gonna stay in the dirt or are you gonna let what happened to you before keep you from being the best that you could possibly be or are you going to overcome move forward and if you can't do it for you because you don't find yourself valuable then do it for the people that do find you valuable that you may not even know are watching or caring 
and genuinely love you because we live in a society now to where we don't express those things because it it's it's embarrassing and i find that sad i find that really sad that people can't be open with each other and just like just look at each other and i have to and i've done it before i've looked at somebody and i have to i i told this one guy that came over he comes over several he comes over a lot i mean i, I spent some time with the guy and i really do like him I, he's he's a little bit younger than me and i was just telling him i was like man dude you, you're you're way ahead and looking and i know his backstory and his backstory was completely different than mine like it was it was horrible like I, and i'll be honest it was just horrible listening to it and I was just sitting there, I was like, how are you the way that you are given where you came from? I just don't, I just don't get it. And you're just so much further along than I was at your age. And you're, you have so, like the sky's the limit with you. And I was just telling him all these things and I was just like, I was, I was speaking truth. It was genuine. And I, and I think that he noticed it because there's like a shiver that goes down your spine when you hear somebody that's being genuine and they're speaking truth. And especially when it's towards you. And it's like it's like something that you've known but you've never been able to articulate. And no one has ever recognized it in you. And so there's this sense of awe that comes over you that somebody actually said something that it, it, it just triggers something inside of you. And then the guy started tearing up a little bit. He got quiet and he was just like so focused on what I was saying. And I just, I just, I don't know. I just, it just I, I think it was God, but I just kept going. And I just kept saying, it's like, you're so, you're like, you, you, you're so smart. Like you're just so smart and you're not just smart. And like on, on, on an intellectual, like IQ um, spectrum, I'm saying you're, you're wise and you understand things like you're you you really understand why things are the way they are in your own life and you have compassion and empathy and understanding and you 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 have you have the capacity to take a step back and look at other people's perspectives and really listen to people and that is something that is insane for where you are uh, from my perspective because when I was your age I was a complete idiot like I was perpetual I was probably like I lost like five years of just being drunk <laughs> like, I, I don't think I was sober for like a good five-year span of my life in my early 20s and uh I don't know this guy started like he started tearing up, man. And it's like people people don't hear this. They d no one hears that kind of encouragement. Cuz you could feel it. You can look at somebody, you can feel it. You, you 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 feel those things, but you'll never say it. You'll never say it because it just it's awkward. It's weird, right? But do you know how much it would change somebody's life if you did? You don't know. They could be like, oh, you're weird, man. Like, what are you, like, you know, like, are you coming on to me or something? Like, I, no, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have to be like, 
sexually attracted to you to tell you how much you, how valuable you are. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to, to be able to express how much they care about each other or how much they see value in each other. And so just looking at that, looking at him, just tear up as like, as, as if no one's recognized something that he recognized in himself or that he may not have recognized himself until now that he saw how valuable he was because somebody else recognized it and he recognized truth when he heard it. To me, that was just insane. Like afterwards, like I started crying. I'm not going to lie. The guy, I, I, I gave him a hug and we were like, yo, dude, like I'll, I'll catch you later. You know, like, let's go to dinner. Let's hang out, you know, cause, uh, he left, he left. And then I just like, I broke down because I was just like, you know, it was just looking at his expression. It was like, as if that was something that he'd never heard before that no one went into that level of depth and really breaking down how valuable he was. People can say, oh, I love you. I love you, bro. <laughs> I love you, man. You're so cool, dude. You're awesome. That's that's all superficial. That's not, that's not, I don't know. It's not, it's not individual. It's not special because it's it's like it's so surface it's so on top of the waves instead of going down into the reefs and looking at the corals and all the colors of what makes up makes you an individual i don't know that's just my thought but anyway i think i'll wrap it up there because i could just keep I'll, i'll keep on going and it'll go into probably theology and <laughs> and well, the individual meaning and purpose of everyone's life and and how you find value and all that and we can do that on a later in a later podcast but as if you want to uh, send a message to me I decided that I'm just gonna throw my Facebook out there so my Facebook if you ever wanted to look me up and you can inst- uh, you can just Find me on Messenger. I don't care. Send it if you have questions or you just want to um, talk or anything like that. You can message me. Um, my Facebook is Trent Colton Castleberry. Um, I'm pretty sure my profile picture shows me like holding a tree out. I know it sounds weird, but I was in like a furniture store and I was just holding a tree. So that's uh, that's me. You can add me and I'll accept it. And um, if you want to listen to this episode or any episode that I've ever had out there, then you can find me on Spotify and Apple podcast under lost owl podcast. Also, you can go to the website, um, lost and you can email questions. I really do enjoy. I would love, I always check the email and I love looking at it. Um, it's lost owl podcast at yahoo.com. If you just want to go on to your, your email and just send something, it could be, Hey, you're doing great. Or it could be like, Hey, you, you're a piece of crap, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't care. Anything and everything is, is, uh, is accepted. So, cause I could take criticisms, uh, better than the next guy, but thank you guys for listening to this one. 
I'll leave you guys with the music and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.